What's up? It's the Balcony Chatter Podcast. Um, this is the podcast where neither of your hosts have coronavirus. Well, um, I, my results are out. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So I didn't I'm talk about this you... last time. I I can't. I was in contact with someone who did get it. So so was I. Oh, um, I think I've. It, I got my first COVID test yesterday. Results came back, and it came back negative. So I think I'm officially an adult now. Nice. I'm 14 for 14. Well, that's that's 15, pretty good. 15th, I went for this morning, so I should know tomorrow. Okay. Well, I mean, if your track record continues, then you're on you're on a good track. So yeah. Um. Again, this is the Balcony Chatter podcast. Neither um, of us have confirmed cases of COVID. <laughs> neither of us have COVID, and according to Tim's test, he has never had COVID. Yeah. Um. So things are looking great for us on this end. Yeah. Definitely. We did, uh, Tim, I know you, I don't know how you feel about this, but we did get our first major snowstorm of the year. I know you haven't seen snow in, you know, who knows how long at this point. Yeah, I, um, you know, I got out to Big it? Bear. I do, I, I realized today, Andrew, I love that you brought this up. I realized today that I miss when it snows. I do. I miss the snowing. Every moment outside of that and interaction with snow <laughs> can go fuck itself forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for Pardon sure. Pardon my language, sure. Aunt Penny, but it can. I'm I'm good with it. I'm good. It was 68 today in Los Angeles, and it was overcast, and that's that's about as bad as winter can get. No, we can get to the 50s sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it was about 20, 20, 25 here today, so. But didn't it, doesn't it always feel a little warmer when there's snow coming down? Wasn't that always a weird thing? I, I would tend to agree with you, actually. I don't know what it is, but I would definitely tend to agree. I missed that. I missed that day when it's snowing and you just watch it pile up and you didn't have to go to school anymore. See, here's the thing is, in my adult life, I haven't even lived in snow. You know, I've been in Los Angeles ever since I got out of college. Yeah. So so I reaped all the benefits of, like, a snow day or anything like that, and now it's just time to live in the same day forever. So, so I don't know if I said, if I said this previously when we were talking about some of the covid stuff but now that covid has sort of taken over and everybody is allowed to do everything remotely it takes away snow days because they're going to make all the kids just do their work at home now they're not going to get snow days anymore it's kind of depressing it is sad uh i feel for all sorts of students and parents parents alike having to deal with the concept of school in this strange time whether it's actually having to go in or I know some teachers and whatnot, and uh, I just hear, you know, clearly we weren't supposed to be around our children this long um, <laughs> <laughs> consistently. Uh, so I definitely feel for all of that. But, you know, they'll they'll get them back. The people I feel for the most is, like, seniors in college, who it's like, that was the last hurrah, and now you have a degree, and you never really got to be an Live idiot. Live it up. Yeah, yeah. an idiot down the stretch, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's affected everything, whether it's school, whether it's work. I mean, sports, clearly. I mean, that's the big thing that we talk about on this podcast is sports. And it's it really put a lot of things into perspective. And, and like, it changed up the way that sports have been done over the last... Now we're going into two seasons here. And I think it's, most of these leagues have kind of got a handle on how it's done. But some are still allowing some fans and I think that that's questionable but we won't talk about that part we'll just talk about the fact that we do have basketball back and we had our first preseason game um, a couple nights ago and preseason's still rolling and we're getting into the season here pretty quick I mean 
Um, I don't know how much of the preseason game you watched. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched uh, a, a lot of it. I watched pretty much all of it. Um, so anything anything good that you saw come out of that? Yeah, Jeff Teague. Uh, he looked great. He looked like the perfect candidate for what we were hoping, which was uh, Brad Stevens bringing another level out of a guy who you think is dead and gone, uh, much like your Evan Turners and uh, uh, Jordan Crawfords. Uh, Peyton Pritchard looks NBA ready immediately, which is cool. <laughs> we'll take that. Um, yeah. Neesmith had, had a couple good shots. I think he's going to come into form. I think we're going to have rookies that are, are ready to roll, and that's going to really uh, – there's a lot of R's coming, but render the recent rookies of draft Ooh. years. Uh, nice. You know, like your your Carson uh, Edwards and maybe even since all the injury trouble, your, um, you know, Lankford, Romeo Lankford might see them not in green for very long if these guys can – take off because that'll be taking any of the minutes possible for them but yeah bob bill looking looking like a fierce fierce man out there <laughs> loved it loved it well, he also so looks bigger and he's he his iq looks higher it really like his his defensive iq and even his offensive iq and he dove for a ball he's out there pretending he's marcus smart i love it so I mean I think we've obviously we've done a lot of talk about Bob Bill over the last you know since we started this podcast really so I think it's going to be fun to watch his development over this year and and see how you know he's saying that he wants to come in and be a better player and be a big part of this team and whatnot and I think that there's possibility there and it's going to be fun to check up on you know how he how he turns into the player that he wants to be. Yeah. I think, I think uh, it's, this is the year. I, I always say it. I think it takes two or three for those centers to come into form, to actually come into their bodies and get to an NBA size because, you know, they can thrive in college as these scrawny, scrawny dudes. But, you know, you got you to beef up when you hit the NBA. And it's like, you're, you know, Willie Cauley-Stein took a little bit to flourish. He's a great backup now. You know, Nerlens showed promise out of the gate, but he's gotten better with his size increasing. Uh, I think it's the same thing with Robert Williams. He's he's looks awesome with his much more filled out. He he looks scary, honestly, is what it is. He, he stuffed the ball like into the bleachers that aren't even there. You know, like they they rolled up. They they don't have the the rows of chairs behind the hoops right now. And he still, I swear, hit the bleachers with how hard he he did a block and he got way up there. It's just he's. He he could be it. He could be the center of the future. I like that we have Tristan for now, and uh, obviously Tice we know. But I think I think you're going to see Tice kind of get cycled back into a power forward here. So the, there was a few players that didn't play in this game. I mean, again, it's the first preseason game. We can't expect a whole lot. Um, but I am looking forward to you know seeing how they bring Kemba back into the season. I don't know how when he's going to be eligible to play as far as what restrictions they're putting on him because of the that knee injury or nagging lingering issue whatever you want to call it. I don't know, but um you don't know any updates on that, do you? Kemba? No, it's still early. I think it's still early January or mid January. I I, I yeah. think the big thing is is depending on how good Peyton Pritchard looks. And looking at how good Jeff Teague did in the first night, that allows for more time to let Kemba rest. If the right. if, if the position can be handled and we could still win games, that allows Kemba to to that that allows them to you know stretch that timeline as much as they want. But we'll see if he needs to. I mean the the 
there's big there's big uh, you know there's big results out of the type of surgery he had with the stem cell and the success rate of that. So we'll we'll see. Maybe he's really ready to go, and it's not so much an aches and pains thing. He's got to shake off. He just kind of has a, a new lease on his knee. Um. So what? When I forget completely with this year, how weird they're doing it. How many preseason games do they have? So it is weird because it's it's different for every team, and I I, I want to say the Celtics only have two. Um, okay. Yeah, the Celtics only have two. So we we had the Sixers, and then tomorrow or the day you're listening to this, uh, we have the Nets. Yeah, and then we start right away next week, and then two games. One of them being Christmas Day. Uh, we we kind of talked about this previously about we're looking forward to this game a lot. I mean, it's Brooklyn. We want to see how that new sort of team goes together and how tough they're going to be. And at the same time, who doesn't want a Christmas Day game? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what Brad does with tomorrow night's game because it is the final preseason game. Uh, he started Taco Fall. Taco only played 10 minutes. I think you're going to see a lot of young guys tomorrow night. I think you'll see maybe a quarter of our starters. Um Tatum looked great. Jalen, you know, Tatum looked like he's he's just continuing on his way. Jalen, I know he missed a lot of shots. I wasn't worried. Uh, I think Jalen's going to thrive. I think Jalen, my 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 prediction would be that Jalen makes the All Star game, my, the All Star team this year. And I know the East got a lot more competitive. That's how much of a jump I think he could make this year. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the stats as we speak, and he didn't really have the best game that he could have had but no but I like the moves he was making it's just the shots weren't falling you know and he he almost posterized Embiid into next year oh my god he had this one dunk that was so hard that it spiked off the back rim and it would have murdered Embiid (laughs) it's bound to happen I mean you know these guys always want to constantly you know be dunking on the other big guys in the league it just kind of gives them it gives your team that surge I mean if you see a guy like dunking on another all-star it just gets your team rallied you know they're ready to go Tatum and Jalen ever since they've each got one on LeBron they just have a I'm sure they have a hit list of the entire NBA they want to (laughs) get yeah you love to see it but can you blame them no I love that shit let's go that's why you get max deals boys also uh one 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 other one other thing we should probably touch on and we can a slight tangent but we can go back to the game after is uh did you hear what happened to our old pal Gordon Hayward? I did not. Broke what his happened? Hand. No, he did not. He broke his finger. Yeah. The man he, cannot catch a break. I feel for him. He really can't. I mean, he he's made a glass. I mean, we talk about this in hockey all the time. There's players that we love that can't stay healthy, that can't stay on the ice. I mean, and, you know, he he does he's still worthy to our team, but you know, I'll say I'll I'll drop a name. Number 46. Yeah, he's he's gotten better over he's the much over more the durable. last yeah yeah. But I'm when we had like guys like ago, you know, th- think about McQuaid. Mm-hmm. He's such a he's such a guy that's out there wanting to stick up for everybody on the team. Plays yeah, as hard as he injuries can. would come from fights. Exactly, he just yeah. can't stay. He can't catch a break, but he needs to do what he needs to do. You know, so yeah. um, I really you know I feel for Gordon Hayward. He, he made a ton of money and good for him. But at the same time, like. If there's basketball gods, like there's hockey gods, you know, give the guy a break, man. Yeah, honestly. But, I, you know, you better believe the 12, 
Charlotte Hornets fans are probably pretty mad about this signing at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I bet you you're right. Yeah, and six of them have season tickets. It's crazy. They must be refund. Oh, they're pissed. Yeah, they're, they're pissed. pissed. Uh, man. Yeah, I feel I feel for feel for Gordon. Wish a, I want him to have a good year. I want him to. If he's an all star out of Charlotte, good for him. They, he he at least deserves to give Charlotte one year of an all star year with that contract. But uh. So he's out yeah. for a while then. Um, it's surgery is not necessary, but you gotta you gotta imagine he's probably missing January. Oof, that's that's a big that's huge when you have when they cut the games like they have. Yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't have Charlotte even. Uh, some people have Charlotte as an eight seed. This is going to make it a lot harder. But also, yeah. we have the play-in tournament this year. So seven through ten seeds in both conferences are going to be relevant regardless of record. So you know that's an easier seat to grab, and uh, now it, even that got a lot harder with this. Do you think that they they bring the bubble back for playoffs? I think they should. Um, here's the here's the thing though: it, every player could be vaccinated by mid-season. That's true. Every player could be vaccinated before midseason. So, but if they're all if they're all vaccinated. I, I really don't see the point. So then let let me ask you the same question for hockey because what I, the way I see it is that they're really either banking on the fact that there's a vaccine. Well, I mean, we know there's vaccine at this point, but that they get the, the vaccine. Distribution. Yeah, getting it, right. Right. So because if they're splitting it up where the Canadian teams are in only playing Canadian teams, like how do they manage that when playoff time comes around? Because you can't just be like, you know, the, there's no Canadian teams in the playoffs. There's clearly going to be a handful because of the way that the divisions are. So I, I don't know that they're going to agree to that. Yeah. I I saw today an article that it's up for debate of where exactly are they going to play, and there's a lot of – I saw that there was something I, – I, I didn't read the article, but I saw there's, there's something that, that seems like a monetary grab for the U.S. or something from it or something like that. I don't know. It was it was really strange um, article, but yeah, hockey does feel like one that should kind of wait for uh, to see what's up with the vaccine because this is all going to feel kind of silly if everyone's vaccinated, um, right? But with with that being said, like MLB has come out and said that they they are pushing extremely hard to have their normal season maybe ten games less or something like that. But I mean that everyone, seems everyone doable. Vaccin- everyone vaccinated. No, the, the hard part is vaccinated before opening day. Yeah, everyone that's... vaccinated before opening day. That's a tight. That's a tight timeline, even with four months. Right. You know? But you know, you got you got the second. I don't know. Not to get so current events on here, but like you know, you got the Moderna's getting approval for the second vaccine, which will make it more widespreadly available. Since there's two different vaccines you can get with similar positive results, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. I want to take the one that the pro athletes take. That's 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 the only thing I got yeah. with my own personal vaccine ones. The one if they're gonna yeah. put it if they're gonna put it in these well oiled machines, I'll put it in my piss poorly run body. There you go. Yeah. Nothing nothing well, but the best for my piss poorly run body. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at, at this point, it's a waiting game to see what becomes available to every you know just to to us to what they end up getting. It's gonna be interesting because. It's so new. Everything is like, it's just, I don't know. It's tough because it's so, it's in infancy, so who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, and, you know, for anyone who doesn't believe it, it's being rolled out, it is. I got friends in the medical industry who are starting on Monday, get their first round. So 
it's here. Wow. It's it's moving. It's just it's 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 don't think about it, you know, because it's gonna be a while. Yeah. But. Yeah. For the latest the latest that I was hearing or the the earliest was like end of March, early April was like the the thing that I was hearing on this end, you know. Right. But who knows? You never know. I don't even know what it is, and it's just it'll be incredible if they have enough to give the entire. Excuse me, the entire Earth. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for like, sure. I don't get it, but whatever. Here we go. I'm ready for this to be over. Oh, yep. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I'm ready to go to a game. Oh, I want to go to a game. I will. I'm pay ready to seventeen dollars for a damn hot dog and forty eight and my left testicle for a beer. I'm ready. <laughs> I want to go. Oh, I'm ready to just walk outside without a mask on. Yeah, I still do that though. Not, well, not I, as a statement I mean, as a complete forgetfulness of the times yeah, that have yeah. been in our face for so long. I'll be like, I, I literally, I'll, I'll make it out the door and I'll literally audibly say to myself, ah, yes, the pandemic. I feel like it's going to be hard to break the habit for me of reaching for a mask every time now. Like when I get out of the car or whatever it may be. Like It'll be interesting to see if that's like, if people like, because I think you're going to see a lot more people wear them after this. Regardless, depending on where you are, and oh, totally. But I think anywhere you'll find there's a percentage of people who are like, I do this now, right? Right. uh, And it'll be interesting to be like, if if it'll be a lot of, come on, man, we're fine now. It's like I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I I think I think you're gonna see a lot more masks, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm just I'm ready for this to roll out. Yeah, hockey's a weird one though. Hockey is. Do you roll it out? Or like before, I mean, they can't at this point. But I, th- I, my, my best, my best case for hockey is they wait until there's a vaccine that they can get widely distributed. If the MLB can get it by their opening day, then the then hockey starts in April. They run a long year. They run to like basically schedule it in the way that it ended this year, you know, and then they plan on doing the restart season next year, and then they'll be back on track for the season after that. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it sounds like they're they're full steam ahead on this January start date, and um, I don't know that that's the best case scenario, especially because it's going to be a shortened season. It's going to be all screwed up. They're changing up all the divisions. It's like it's at what point? Yeah, at what point is it too different? You know? Yeah. And and the fact that all of the the U.S. teams aren't going to play any Canadian teams changes the entire dynamic of the league you know That's what i mean like, it just it almost feels like they shouldn't be going for lord stanley which i brought up last week you know it's just i don't know it's it's different and there's there's arguments to be had either which way but the the one thing you can't argue is that it's just it's going to be an incredibly different season much more different than how they had to wrap up last year yeah i don't know though because something it, about adapting to what what's thrown in your face and just actively planning a different year in my opinion you got to think like if they were to do a tournament style, right, with all the Can- all the Canadian teams, and it's for some trophy that they, you know, they make up the name of it, whatever, and they do the same thing for the U.S. teams. It's so much harder for the U.S. teams to actually win this made up trophy for this year because there's so many more teams as opposed to one division of Canadian teams. So that's why it's like it's either all or nothing to me. I, I mean, maybe the they can make some form of um, exception when it comes down to playoff time in a handful of months from now that 
they'll allow the Canadian teams that are left to come to the U.S. or vice versa. And I think that the biggest thing isn't so much about the the quarantining. It's more about actually getting in and out of the border because they can come here and quarantine for two weeks, and that's fine. But I don't think that they're going to be allowed to do that. That's the issue. And I think that that's the way that baseball is going to get around it is just by, again, making Toronto come to the U.S. to play their entire season because, thankfully for them, they have one team that they have to worry about as opposed to eight teams or seven teams or however many it is. I forget. But um, so it's a lot tougher for hockey. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but, it's, that's the most split over the North America, the, you know, just U.S. Canada, but it's the most split amongst the two countries. You know, it's just we can we can rehome. Yeah, I mean, same thing Jays. with basketball, right? We can rehome the Raptors. Yeah, the Raptors yeah. are in Tampa now, you know, <laughs> so it's like, all right. Right. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's hard to do that with, what what is it, how many, six, six teams, seven, Canada? It's I think it's seven. I think it's, seven. it's either yeah. seven or eight. Yeah, it's that's that's insane. There there are not seven or eight sister American cities that can that can do that. Right. I don't know, but I mean, since we're talking about hockey, there is one thing that since I, I mean we are still on hockey watch here. We don't know a ton of details. We know when they're shooting for and um, Chara Watch, and we're also on Chara Watch as always. So we're hoping that I, I still am under the assumption that he's waiting to see. The actual game plan, the amount of games, where they're going to play, blah, 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 in order to figure out whether he's going to come back and play or not. Yeah. And and that's another thing that's sad, which leads me into the next thing that I want to talk about real quick is like this, this, this is, you're losing the prime, not the prime, you're losing the end of some of these awesome careers. Like if Chara doesn't play this year, I don't know that he plays the following year. I think it just is a little too far off. Um, but like same thing, Bergeron, Krejci, like those guys are not getting younger and this is getting towards the end of Bergeron's career. I, I personally think maybe he has five year, seasons left in him and that's a lot, but this is like after next year, I feel like he's going to be on the decline. So does, do, here's my question. Does Patrice Bergeron finish his career as a top line uh, center? I think he has to be. The only reason I say that is because I think he has to play with Martian. And I don't think that by the time Bergeron's career is over, I don't think Martian's career production-wise would be over. But I think that he Hope might not. stop that's, playing. That's a little soon. Well, in five years, if Bergeron were to retire, I don't know how much more production you get out of Martian because he you, you've seen him when Bergeron's hurt or not in the lineup. Oh, he God. he's like he doesn't know where he's at. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He it's like care it's where like he's at. it's like what we're seeing this year when you don't have Brady out there on the ice to kind of, I mean, for lack of a better term, quarterback that team. You don't see the other guys playing as well. I mean, Bergeron complements the entire team, makes everyone play better. Everyone that's on his line plays better. He knows where to put the puck. He knows how in a situation. Hey, we got. A five on four, you know we're on, we're on a power play. You get into this spot X, Y, and Z. He, I mean, he knows how to set these guys up. He makes everyone play better around him. So, I don't know how much production you get on a Marshan after. But what I was getting to was, we got a statement from Henrik Lundqvist, who now is a member of the Capitals, who was 
hoping to be playing this year and posted a statement saying that he is having um, heart issues and he does not feel comfortable or in the, and the doctors don't feel comfortable with him playing until they get this sorted out. So he's basically opted out of this season, which is totally understandable and, you know, w- wish him the best for sure. But it sucks, man. I mean, this guy's at the very end of his career. I think he's got one, two years max left. And I don't think this is how he wanted to go out. No, and I think it is ultimately. And I hope I'm wrong. I would love, you know, I think if if in hockey it's such a different thing, but if anyone can pull a uh, goodbye tour off, it'd be it'd be Lundy. Uh, I would love to see him come back next the following year, but, you know, this, this does feel like a uh, re- read the writing on the walls. This is kind of it time. I mean, we've seen players in in different leagues come back from heart things where it's been an issue, and we thought generally not at the end of their already solidified Hall of Fame right. career. Well, that too. That's the issue. It's like you know, do I go out there and risk it for one year? I I don't. But let's don't be think honest, so. he's risking it for another cup as well. That's true. I mean, for a he cup. would be. He's for, never won. Right. That's right. So he wasn't on that Rangers team. He that well he wasn't. He hasn't won a cup. Okay. Interesting. So, well, okay. Here, here's the thing. So he's risking it. If he'd come back, he's risking it for a cup, which we understand most of the people who lace up skates in the, for the National Hockey League, they, they do crazy things to hold that thing. Uh, I, I could see him coming back for that if Washington can have him, uh, and, and they will have him. Um, I could see him doing that. I think this was going to be his best shot at a cup, and I think that was the entire idea behind it for him. So Now, not not that, again, like I said before, I hope for the best for him. I hope that he has a full recovery from whatever it is that he's going through and that I hope they can get it figured out and that he can get back on the ice because he is a Hall of Fame goaltender. I don't think that he's... Solidified, right? It's not a conversation. No, he is. I, I mean, it, it, regardless of whether he won a cup, he's still a Hall of Fame goaltender yeah. with his career statistics and all of that but that kind of helps the Bruins this year in in a if we're looking at a strictly hockey sense of it I mean we were worried always playing them because of their goaltending and they got rid of Holpe now they picked up Lundqvist now again we already said this he's kind of on the end of his career but I mean as a Bruins fan I'll never understand getting rid of Holpe and that's specifically as a Bruins fan. <laughs> I mean, it, it's got to be been a stonewall to us, but money, money issues, but whatever. But I think that now their goaltending situation is even more questionable. No, oh, yeah. I, I so I if think we they, do, I think their their power rankings in the division alone just plummeted. If we do end up in a division with them, it makes me feel a little bit better again about playing against them. Now they got no Holpe. They don't have Lundqvist. I don't know even know who their starting goaltender is right now off the top of my head, but I mean, I, I feel I feel good going into the season if it happens. So me too. Yeah, me too. But other than that, I mean, we don't have a whole lot. We're still waiting on hockey news. I say that every episode, I think. But um, and we're still waiting on Chara Watch. Uh, that that's that's really about all I have this week. I mean, it, it's a short week. We got. Um, we, we have the Celtics Christmas day game next week that I'm really looking forward to. I know that yep. you are too. And Celtics Nets tonight, as you're listening, Celtics Bucks yep. for the real season debut on Tuesday and then Celtics Nets on Christmas day for the, for all the marbles. 
yep. for the entire season. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. We're not going to get a feel of what this team is tomorrow tonight, I don't think. I think Brad's going to see who deserves to be in this rotation, at least initially, and who deserves a shot at it, and uh, who deserves to go on down to Portland. Um, yep. It'll, it's going to be interesting. It was uh, Taco looked like he'd he'd made some advancements. He looked a little swifter and more confident. And I was like, oh man, it would be really really cool if Taco panned out. Still could. Definitely, I love that guy. I hope that he does because I love watching him. Yeah, it'd be amazing. And he, I hope, I, I, I still, I still, my hot take for him is, I think his his ceiling is a uh, or his floor is a solid backup center. So yeah, I, I think I mean, and purpose in the NBA for that. I was going to say, and that's needed in the NBA. So, uh, one last thing we can touch on uh, for NBA stuff, and maybe we can end it on this: is hopefully it's the final shoe to fall for the off season. I told you I love off season. I love the shakeups. I love the drama. Man, am I so sick and tired of hearing about James Harden? I'm so oh ready for God. this to be over. Today it came out. Shams reported that Ben Simmons is available via trade. Dale Moy came out and said he's not. Daryl Morey had said the same thing about CP3, which we all know was a trade that had to do with the owner pressure. Maybe there's owner pressure for Philadelphia to send Simmons and get Harden. I don't know. I don't care. I need this deal over with. I don't want to listen to this until the deadline. Send the chubby man somewhere. Send the chubby man who loves <laughs> strip clubs somewhere. I don't care. The bearded chub, he's going to be a star no matter what. I don't know if you any of you read that that ESPN Did- article by Tim McMahon read it he was he was babied by the rockets organization and he was never told no this is entirely their fault and their problem and he's he's just going to be the bearded chubby man who can eat wings and go see strippers one night and then still the next day drop 50 that's just how he is that's just how he is dude did you call him the bearded chub the bearded chub dude thick thick <laughs> man that's it man the bearded chub he's on the move <laughs> oh man I don't know if he goes to Philly. Fine. I don't think it looks like he's not going to go to the Nets. Uh, I I just I I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing about it. Go somewhere. Th- the other thing that came out today is that the Woj reported that they're they've opened the door like they're open negotiations to other teams. Good. He doesn't have a no trade clause. Don't baby the guy. Get your best value for your franchise. What are you doing? Don't send him where he wish- wants. I kind of wish he did go to Brooklyn just to see them implode and see Kyrie cry again. I think Kyrie would literally not play. Like, it wouldn't be yeah. as fun to watch. It wouldn't be like uh, we get to see them implode. It would be like Kyrie being like, I, I need a, I, I, I suddenly need another surgery. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. What is it now? He's a, Ugh. Oh, my God. I don't know. Hopefully it's hopefully it's almost over with. I'm so sick and tired of hearing it. Hearing it. And uh, I think if the Sixers trade for Harden, that would be stupid. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. But you, you said it best: the bearded chub, the bearded chub on the move. Will he get what he wants? Nobody knows. <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. Well, I, I guess that's another thing that we're on the lookout for. We're on, we're on. Uh, oh, bearded Harden chub watch. watch too. I'm so yeah. tired of being on Harden watch. Uh, put me to sleep. <laughs> I hope by the time you're listening to this, it's literally happened and none of this was made at any point. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, but just know that I still feel this fuel and fire, and I'll probably feel it once it happens. It's just too much <laughs> talking about this guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's talk about someone who's not two for 11 in a playoff game that matters. 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I think that's the best way to end this episode then, right? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Watch tomorrow morning. James Harden's a Celtic. Oh, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Gross. All right. Well, we'll we'll be checking in about the, the last Celtics preseason game, and then we'll talk about the, the season coming up. Um, we'll probably get one more it, out to you before Christmas. Yeah. Or two, um, maybe? Well, yeah, at least one or two. I mean, yeah. we get some some stuff that we've been talking about recently and talking about trying to get done. So um, hopefully we can get – we'll definitely have at least one next week, if not two. So Let's go. Um, I think, as always, we're going to throw it to Stretched. Blessed.